Hey everyone, just really quick before we start the show, I want to get through a couple of things. First of all, we wanted to thank you all so much for listening and for your feedback on episode one. It's been amazing and we want to keep making stuff you enjoy. So thank you. Secondly, it appears some audio demons have gone and gobbled up Gracie's audio again, which causes me immense physical pain, believe me. We apologize sincerely for that. The good news is that we have managed to slay those demons. I'm looking at the episode three audio right now, and believe me, it is crisp. So bear with us. Thanks again. On with the episode. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Okay, so with all of that bullshit out of the way, uh, welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. Thanks for sticking around and, and, and coming back to listen to more. I've been McAllister, and here I am again trying to be a dungeon master. Much as the party all leveled up uh, from level 1 to level 2 last week, I feel like I also leveled up as a dungeon master mm. from level 1 to mm. level 2. And that's um, my proudest achievement to date. So how about we go around the peanut gallery? Of course. Uh, I'm Jackson Eustard, and I am still playing Jody Mastana, the human monk. It's a very but good now name. he's level two. Very good. Yeah. I'm Thomas Owen, and I'm still playing Duncan, the dwarven fighter, who's about to be level two. I thought we were going to level now. So oh, yeah, mine yeah. isn't yet. Yeah, yeah, a little yes, level up but... ceremony all together. And who's that third voice oh, coming over the horizon? Surprise! Uh, my name is Grace. I'm Frank. Playing Drazilia. Playing and praying. <laughs> um, yes. And I'm a sorcerer. And soon to be level two also. Very good. I'm extremely proud of all of you. You know what I noticed? What? We're sitting in the same order as last time. I know. So that we was did deliberate. that. I didn't occur to me. <laughs> I've but... put you all in. You're all under my spell. Pulling the strings. Yes, as per usual. Here I am, secretly. We we all live in the same house and have our own designated chairs and that sort of thing. I mean, we all live together, T, so what did you expect was going to (laughs) happen? Sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can see your place card sitting right in front of you. It says Dun Khan. This is kind of creepy because, like, as far as the audience is concerned, you have control over my reality. Yeah. Um, so let's get on with a little recap. So, so last time we met our party and they rolled into Ashbrook where they were going to meet a friend of Duncan's from the war named Garrick who offered you guys work uh, escorting a scholar named Valeria out to some nearby ruins. You guys took the job and after some trials and tribulations on the road you made your way out to the temple uh, which had been hidden for an unknown amount of time. You guys made your way through the temple, fighting off some very spooky shadow monsters and some little smoke men, uh, before you entered into a grand sort of altar-type space with a wall of intricate carvings on the far side, uh, where you were confronted by a spectral figure warning you to leave immediately, and another little smoky man. Uh, With your powers combined, and with Garrick's help, you managed to fight them off, and... uh, Would you say Garrick's help? 
Well, Garrick did get, yeah, KO'd, just I suppose. Dies. But it would have been one of us instead. Maybe. Is Maybe. Real Powers combined, like, Power Rangers? No, it's Captain, no, Captain Planet. Planet. Uh, yes. Captain Planet. That's right. Okay. Starring Don Cheadle. Yeah. Um, and spoiler, <coughs> he's actually a uh, NPC we have to fight later on in the episode. Don, Don Cheadle. Yeah. Uh, Captain Planet. <laughs> Don Cheadle as well. <laughs> Either or, right? They're one of the same as far as I'm concerned. It'd be a big get, dude. Either way. If we could get... I mean, look, yes. Episode two, we've got Don Cheadle on board. He's coming around. He'll be here in five minutes. If we can just cut in the audio from yeah, okay. that YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys defeated the defender of the temple, and Valeria is busy copying down as much information as she can. You guys all leveled up to level two. So before we press on, let's quickly handle that level up and sort of give a rundown of what happens. Uh, Jackson, what happens to Jody at level two? I'm going to press this button on my digital character sheet uh-huh. called level up. Uh-huh. And I have encountered my first obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's happened? So, uh, fifth edition character sheet, premium version. It's at level... At level... Okay, I'm going to purchase it now. Uh, okay. How about you leave Jody a little bit of time? Yeah, we'll come back to Jody. We'll circle back around. Well, Jackson gets his way around some digital rights management on this app that he's now using. Let's go along to Duncan and see what happens. So Duncan, uh, leveling up to second level of fighter, gets action, sur- action surge. Yep, yep. This means you can do more, sh- do more shit. Yeah. Cool. I get one use of that. Is that uh, it? Yeah, I also get hit points, of course. Yeah, Are yeah. we doing averages or? Let's do a fun game where you roll and I roll, and then sight unseen, you pick whether you want your roll or mine. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, let's do it. So, oh, what is it? Really a... doing this for hit points? Yeah, oh. what is it? A d10? Go on. I've rolled. What did you get? Look, I'm going to take yours. I got a six. So nice. You're ahead of average. Yeah. That's five and a half is average on a d10. Yeah, I rolled yeah. a three, so I'm glad I could take your six. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Let's roll back around to Jody, shall we? I have defeated my technical demons. Hey, I'm so glad. Uh, and it only cost me $4.49. It's a bargain. Oh. Um, I'm actually sponsored this week by <laughs> this Gregory app. What's it called? Um, I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I've pressed this button, and my speed has gone up to 40. I've gained uh, 10 feet of movement, yes. Is that a thing that monks get at level two? Sure do. Oh, Unarm- unarmored movement. Oh, um, cool. I also now have key powers. Oh, very cool, very cool. So we'll cycle into those when it becomes relevant mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than spending 10 minutes now dissecting the vagaries of the key mechanic. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing that you have. And that's, that's it. You also get some hit points. I do. So what is your hit, hit die? Is it a d10? Uh, D8. D8, of course. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 7, mm-hmm. so I'm taking mine. Nice. So, so that's a 19. Yeah. There Did you, you roll an 8? Did he miss out on an 8? I won't tell you. Aww. I guess we'll never know. You literally won't. Um, <laughs> I rolled a seven. Uh, <laughs> let's let's press on. Uh, Grace, tell me what happens to Drazilia. I don't know. How do you know? <laughs> what what How do you know what, what class are you? Leveling up. What sorcerer. class are you? are okay. sorcerer. All right. Okay, so. so I get an extra spell slot. I figured that out. An extra spell as well. So I'm going to choose one. Yep. So sorcerer. You get two sorcery points. Also oh, get sorcery yeah. points. All right, so just to explain to you basically what sorcery points are, Grace. So mm-hmm. you know how you have spell slots and you have hit points, and yeah. these are what you might call resources that you have access to. 
you now have access to this other resource known as sorcery points, which basically just allow you to do stuff. Uh, it just like modifies stuff you can do as a sorcerer. So at level two, the only thing you can do with them is spend two of them to make one level one spell slot. Otherwise, you get mana magic. Yeah, health will go up and you get to choose a new spell, yes, I think. Yes, so health goes up. So every time you level up, your health increases. So what's, what's your hit dice? D6. 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 Yeah. Okay, so that means you roll a D6 and then you decide whether you want your roll or mine. I got a six, so... I also got a six. So there you go. So you get six. So add your con to that, whatever your constitution is. Three. Plus three? Yeah, plus three. So you gain nine hit points. I double my hit points. Hey, look at you guys not being so squishy. I love it. All right, does anyone have an opinion on the spell I should take? Charm person could be fun. Charm person is a fun spell. All right, I'll go down then. So, proceeding right along. Mm. Well done, guys. We're going to pick up... Unless anyone wants to do anything. If you remember, like, right where we left off was, like, the fight had ended, uh, Valeria's there, scribbling shit down on the walls, and Duncan says, the, you know, tell us what's going on, and she says, I'll tell you about it later, I have to do this right now. And unless anyone wants to do anything immediately, I'm gonna go ahead and roll forward a few hours. Uh, if that's okay with all of you. Unless anyone has anything they wanted to do right then and there. Um, I personally was thinking at the end of last episode, like, I'm not sure how Jody as a neutral good character is sort of sitting there for 200 gold watching all this stuff happening and not at least talking to you guys. Having said that, I'm happy for us to just roll ahead sort of thing, if that's going to be more like... But I, I, as in, like, talking the three of us being like, should we do something about this or are we just, like, in for the ride? Play the role play, my dude. Whatever you want Jody to do. Yeah. Um, I think Jody sort of like ushers these guys slightly away from um, mm-hmm. uh, our, our scholarly friend. Valeria. Um, and yeah, just sort of checks in and being like, where do you guys land on this? Because like, I like money, don't get me wrong, but 200 gold for my soul potentially? Like what's happening here? Yeah, I really want to know what's going on. You think she's holding something back? Well, she's demonstrably holding something back. She is also your employer, and arguably mm. it is her right to do so. <laughs> She's employed you as muscle. That This is true, yeah. Ba- basically, I am very much on the side of, like, we're here to do a job, maybe we do it, and we walk away, so be it. Just thought I'd raise the, uh, I thought it'd be good for us to at least talk about this before we, you know. Or maybe we do it, and then follow her. If you recall, um, you may remember the scenes, this is immediately afterwards. The last thing Valeria said in the last podcast was, I will, we've got a long ride back to town. I'll tell you as much as I can about it later, basically. But right now I have to do this. I'm willing to hear about, um, hmm. a story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that that convinces Jody. I think. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Okay. So we're going to roll forward a few hours. I can't really remember exactly what time it was. Cause I remember you guys, like you got out there, you fought the bugbears, you took a long rest. Um, because Garrick was battered up after the bugbear fight. And then you guys went into the temple, like, first thing the next day. And I'm going to say probably a couple hours have passed in the intermediary time. And I'm going to say that Valeria sits there copying the walls down into her notebook in detail until kind of sunset. Uh, we're talking, like, she spends the rest of the day doing this. And it, it's getting dark by the time she finally puts this um, nondescript notebook that you saw her carrying earlier down, closes it, and kind of sighs and says, well, I think that's about all I'm going to get out of here. It's probably getting on a bit, uh, because if you recall, there's uh, windows in this room, and you can see, like, shafts of light coming through. You've seen those kind of dwindle and fade, and it's dark outside now. Um, I recall your your sword probably had the light cantrip on it. Was that accurate? Oh, or... that'll be faded by <coughs> you, right? But it's mm. a free spell, so you can probably just keep doing that. All right. 
if you would like to. <laughs> um, so you, you guys have got light. It's not that dark in there because um, you've got the, the light lit. Uh, but uh, Valeria and Garrick suggest, I think uh, probably we should make camp and head back first thing in the morning. How does that sound to all of you? Yep. That's probably the most sensible. How about you start explaining some stuff whilst we make camp? <laughs> where, do you, stories. where do you suppose we should camp? Well, give us the key things to know about this location and maybe this is where we should camp. To the best of my knowledge, this location should be completely safe now that we've bested the Guardian. Well, there's that bunk room back there with the skeleton in it. We could, <laughs> <laughs> we could make bed fellows with him. What skeleton? There was a skeleton. There's a skeleton in the library, but the, uh, the bunk okay. room that you found yep, was yeah. empty, fully abandoned. Well, perfect then. Hello. Yeah, that does seem pretty perfect, I guess. <laughs> uh, sure. Well, does, does Operator Duncan have anything to say about uh, securing their position? Yeah, I mean, like, are there doors to the bunk room? The bunk room? If you remember, you, you went through it. So when you came into the temple, they were like, you were in that little chamber, there was a door, uh, a corridor to the left, a corridor to the right, and a big metal locked door in front of you. Yeah. You opened the, you used the key to open that door and you got in, and then there was an empty bunk room, and then an intricately carved wood door on the other side, which you opened that brought you into the room you're in now. Oh, right. So it's between us and the, yeah, and the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, then we can just lock the door mm-hmm. and be on this side. That's certainly true. And then the only entry will be from the room you're currently in. We can. How many bunks are there? Lots. Like eight or nine. We can put some of them up against that door. Great. I'm loving this this operator uh, persona here and, and how, how well thought out all of this is. So you guys head back into that little bunk room and I guess you can light it up with some various magics and uh, prepare yourselves for, for the night. Mm. I think, like, Jody asked Drozzy if, uh, if you could light his bow staff sort of thing and just, just try some, like, little, like, flips and tricks and that sort of thing. Like some, like, flaming poi balls? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's there, like, spinning the staff around exactly. and, like, jumping over it. And, just yeah. keeping dexterous, you know? Yeah, just putting on a show. Yeah. Do a performance check. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so bad at performance. <laughs> but he's just such an, an innate All right, make performer. an acrobatics check, then, oh, if that'll yeah. make you better. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, never mind on that one, I guess. Um, I had plus five as well, but that's uh, seven. So. You're all not very impressed by uh, Jody's tricks, but no. you can tell. I'll light something for you. <laughs> you can tell he's practicing. Um, Great. So, what do you guys want to do? Well, um, I'm given to understand that of the rest hours you have to take, only a portion of that has to be sleeping. Oh, yeah. You guys have got the and, evening. Don't worry. And so I feel like now is an excellent time for our employer to explain what we're doing here and what this place is. Uh, do you want any particular wording on how you're asking her this? I, yeah, as as uh, Duncan is, I guess, getting ready to, to do this, I cast Guidance on him. And mm. so you have a D4 to add to any ability check. So what I'm thinking is... I'm going to make an intimidation check going off. Not like I'm trying to menace you, but I'm trying to scare her about how bad things could go if we don't have the Intel we need. Okay. Um, and it, it is like a charisma thing, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not just sure. like, you know, Duncan does that Intel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so intel. I'm basically like, I say to her, like, look, we need to know everything we can know about this place or we could get killed in our sleep. We need all the information you've got on this location and what was here and why we're here because I need to know what we're up against if I'm going to keep us safe. 
You can go ahead and make this a persuasion check if you're better at that, or... Uh, no, I went with um, intimidation because I'm better at that. Sure, I'll allow you to apply your skill <laughs> to that. Proceed. Um, uh, yeah, because I'm not actually charismatic. I just I just, I just, just trained myself in intimidation. Mm. Uh, what do I get to add? A d4. D4. So that's uh, 10 on my d20, 1 on my d4, and then 2 from my proficiency, so... That's a nice little 13. <clears throat> I'm going to say that, combined with the fact that she's not going to be intimidated, per se, uh, allows her to say this. I already told you, as far as I know, to the best of my knowledge, and some of this knowledge has come from what I've just found and, and what you, you've all helped me find today, we should be safe here. This ruin should be essentially inactive now. There should be nothing else here that... uh will do us any harm as far as I can tell you. Perhaps I can say this to put your minds at ease. I'm part of a small clandestine group of academics searching for lost knowledge. I don't mean to go too deeply into it now. Perhaps there'll be time later. But we believe, and we have good reason to believe, that this knowledge may have a significant impact on the war the entire world, and all of the people who live in it. And right now, what I need is to get back to Carthus University and share the information I've found with my colleagues. If you all don't have the stomach for it, you can escort me back to Ashbrook and I'll pay you for your services and make my way from there. But you've shown yourselves to be worthy and capable. And if you're up for it, I'd like to hire you on the rest of the way to Carthus. I think perhaps three of us will need to think about it. Take your time. What What's the group you operate with? Go ahead and make a, I don't know, persuasion check as to whether she wants to tell you. Yeah, I don't think she wants to tell me. That's, she'll a, say, that's a nice little two. She'll, she'll say, most of us are scholars who work at the university in Carthus. Jody turns to her and says, but, <laughs> but can you tell me, your, your caravan friend? Because <laughs> we uh, took the caravan, we took the, uh, you know, the she, wagon together. She says, perhaps on the road. Right now, I need to do some thinking. And you all need to decide. I mean, frankly, yes. Uh, before I can tell you any more, I'll need to know whether you'll be accompanying me further. Certainly, uh, the further you come along with me on this journey, uh, you may need to know more than you do already. All right, let's just take a group huddle. Do we just, like, shuffle back? Yeah. Like, bear, in mind, bear in mind, at this point, like, if you recall, like, Garrick was unconscious but stable. So Garrick's probably, like, kind of just, like, sitting there, nursing his wounds, patching himself mm. up, sitting on a bunk. He's, he's on for the journey. He's on for the ride back to Carthus. How? <laughs> How does this man sit through that fight? He's not going anywhere until he's had a long rest, but I don't think any of us are. <laughs> he like, you know what? It's been pretty successful so far. <laughs> and, uh, and, and how is she being like, you know what, Garrick? You've What's really, her name, by the way? Valeria. You know what you could do is ask him. Yeah, I mean, like, Garrick, will you be, if we were to continue on this journey, would you join us? Absolutely. I'm in it for the long haul. Why? I believe in Valeria, and I believe in what she's doing. Ooh. What do you know about it? What I do know, I believe that she's one of a small group of people who may very well be able to save the world. I believe that, uh, look, all I know is I trust her. She took me in when I was living on the streets of Carthus. She gave me a job, and I'd follow her anywhere. Is Carthus the capital city? It is. It's also the name of the kingdom. Wow, okay. I take a knee, put my hand on Garrick's and say, I trust you, Garrick. And then I step back. Why? He says, uh, 
Thank you. <laughs> I think I say, and my axe is... <laughs> That's the appropriate yeah. next yeah. step. Me and yes. Garrick have been... I've saved Garrick's life, like... That's like, true. Two or three you, times you really now. Like, I've, got a, I've got a real bond. Like, you have no idea how many times I've saved his life. All right, all right. <laughs> Jesus. You've got that spare the dying cantrip, right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. this is some good cantrip picks, dude. Um, something I would probably understand as a character in context. Does he mean... After when we served together, he was homeless in Carthus yes. and she took him in. Yes, correct. Okay. Or, oh, that's so sad, dude. If you... Yeah, the homeless sh- war veterans. Our nation's or... veterans, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, if you ask him to elaborate, he'd say, after we returned from the war, Duncan, I uh, washed up in Carthus City and I took a little bit of a fondness for the drink. And uh, before too long, I found myself... Sleeping on benches, living on the streets. I was hanging around the university. And over time, Valeria took pity on me. She'd bring me food and water and occasionally a bit of change. Eventually, she started hiring me to do odd jobs for her around the university, running packages here and here and there. After some time talking, she found out I was a veteran of the war and uh, she hired me to escort her to a number of potentially dangerous places. This is just uh, the latest in our last six months of trekking around, chasing down leads on this uh, mysterious knowledge that she's tracking down. Well, I guess uh, if you're in for it, I'm in for it, at least for the moment. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of... I'm, I'm feeling more into the, you know, fringes of society, like... <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about this capital city business. I mean, surely being a capital city, it just has more nooks and crannies to hide away in. An interesting point. Um, I mean, I suppose I could just learn to disguise myself. I mean, I don't need a disguise. I don't know what you're implying. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm up for the trip. (laughs) None of you have even asked about money yet. Um, Oh, we'll get there. (laughs) Um, I pull these guys aside and I'm just going to say this, like, look, I trust Garrick is a good man. That's his name, right? <laughs> um, I'm leaving that out. <laughs> um, uh, Jesus. The only thing that's got me worried is if I wanted to do some nefarious secret missions, I would find myself a drunk, washed up war veteran, convince them that I was a good person and then use the fact that I'd been charitable to them. Hey, dude, what's Duncan's int score? Uh, that's negative one, but is as a modifier, but his wisdom uh-huh. is 12 plus one. All right. So. Okay. All right. You can take that as you will in terms of how much of this you reckon he's put together. I suppose that is above average wisdom. Uh, so fair enough. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. I'm wary. I'm just saying I'd be wary because it, it just looks like... Mm. Cards on the table. It, it's, Jody has just been like wiping his eyes from that story that Garrick told, and so he hasn't really listened to anything you said. He's still very much in that moment, uh, but he's just kind of like nodding mm. along. I just think we should be mindful mm. moving forward. Very mindful, of course. Um, what have we got to lose? Like, not for a good time. <laughs> I love that. That's like Drazilia's <laughs> defining <laughs> character trait. Literally says, "Ideals a good time." <laughs> Ideally, a good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. funny. I mean, yeah, if something better comes along, um, I'm open to that. But for now, let's go with this adventure. Hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to go through with it just to make sure Garrick ends up safe on the other side of it. Me but... as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Journey needs to be there to save Garrick's life, probably again. Mm. One would assume. And if it all goes sideways, I guess it's the best way there. That's Us, true. good meaning. Yeah, what are all of your alignments? You're a neutral good. I'm lawful good. Oh, dear. I'm chaotic neutral. Hey, classic chaotic sorcery. Okay, um, so what are you guys doing? Bear in mind, um, Valeria is sitting there. She's pulled out some of the books that she took out of the library, uh, not her notebook. And she's kind of flicking through those idly, setting the ones that she doesn't think are that important in a smaller pile on the side and just kind of having a browse. I think uh, Jody turns to uh, Drazilia and says, you are an incredibly charismatic person. (laughs) Do you feel like maybe um, negotiating a deal with Valeria for us, our team, the squad? How much does she already owe us? 200 gold each. A piece. So 600 gold. I just nod my head knowingly. At Jody, um, I'm going to approach Valeria. Before you go, like uh, finger guns guidance at you, so. Um, I approach Valeria. I just put a gentle hand on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Come in for some girl chat. Oh, good. Um, this will be very good. <laughs> I'm going to open with like a one-liner about the book that she's reading. Like, oh, that looks really cool. Like, nice stuff. <laughs> and then I just drop straight into like, yeah. how are you going to compensate? <laughs> <laughs> So more like a charismatic and like a Alec Baldwin 30 Rock sort of like business mogul type. Do I? I don't fuck around. Yeah. All right. All right. I now make a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. You 12? Plus your modifier. Oh, it's a 7 plus 5. Mm-hmm. Did okay. you? And the, I did give you the guidance. D4. Yep. Yeah. Okay. D4 guidance. 3. So 15 altogether? Okay. And you're basically just asking for money. Uh, cool. So she'll say, ah, of course. All I really have on me now is some small personal expenses and the 600 gold I already owe you, which I'm happy to pay you now in good faith if you take on the rest of the mission. Once we arrive back in Carthus City, I'll have access to uh, much more funding at the university, and I can afford to offer you each 500 gold for the rest of the journey. That sounds pretty good. Is there room for, do you think, like, I don't know, an honour from the (laughs) city-state? In the event that this does actually save the world, I think we should be recognised. She says, I, uh, I'm not sure that the king really would be up for that. And she looks kind of pensive. I'm going to have to discuss it with the boys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, you do whatever you think best. I just look back over and I hold up like a a five and a zero. (laughs) Yeah, thumbs up. (laughs) All right, we're in. All right, fantastic. So you guys have signed on for the trip to Carthus, which should be maybe a week's ride, assuming you don't run into any troubles. Ah. I've got my wagon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We've got those two wagons, provided they're still there. You've got two wagons, provided they're still there. All right, I say, let's just go to sleep, for God's sake. Time for the next day. Wait, in character, you're like, let's go to sleep, for God's sake. I'm so tired. (laughs) This has been such a long day. Sick of all, like, the sad stories. I'm just really committed. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, you guys can sleep, take a long rest, you get all your hit points back, you get all your spell slots back, you gain hit die equal to your level rounded down, minimum of one, half your level rounded down, minimum of one, and uh, first thing in the morning, you can set out on the road. So you can walk back out from the temple, no issues there, back out through the woods, get on the horses that you left overnight. I'm assuming somebody went out and gave them some oh, food. Oh, totally brought them into the thing with us. Okay, sure. 
they probably wouldn't fit in the room, but they can be in the... It doesn't matter, they're fine. Yeah. So cool. you Sweet. get on the horses, you ride them back out, you've got your two wagons, which are lightly obscured in the bushes, if you recall, with your mm-hmm. excellent... Uh, what check was that? I don't know, some kind of cart hiding Survival, thing. I think we did. Yeah, right. Something. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, off you can go on the road. Rather than heading back to Ashbrook, you guys are going to turn the other way and head on to Carthus. You're heading west through the Ashwood. Uh, I'm going to say what happens is, after some time uh, getting out on the road, she'll say, now that you guys have signed on, because if you recall, she did promise to tell you a little bit more. Mm. She says, uh, the reason that... I wanted to sign on uh, some extra muscle for the trip back to Carthus City is, uh, I suppose I can tell you now, we aren't the only people looking for this information. It's highly sought after due to its value. And uh, as far as we know, it's scattered in a number of locations. This is the first one we've ever been able to find. But uh, we might run into some people who are also hot on the trail. Who else is looking for it? I don't feel that I can divulge that at this time. But suffice to say, some reasonably well-equipped forces. Okay, so if you you don't want to say who they are, can you tell me how they tend to organize their, like, combat wing? What (laughs) sort of opposition we can expect? Uh, Are we fighting bird people? Yeah, I mean... Humanoids. (laughs) Humanoids. <laughs> like, what do you want? They're not. Well, like- oh, well are we? Should, should I expect knights? Should I expect archers? Should I expect griffin riding, f- flame breathing, kobold freaks? What what type of assault should we be pre- prepared for? She should say, uh, perhaps it won't surprise you to learn that, much like my group, all other groups on this quest uh, try to operate below the radar. So. I wouldn't expect any griffin riding flaming kobolds. Just people like us. I think we're entitled to know the nature of this information. Are you seeking to make a weapon? Is it like some sort of lost battle technique that you think will give us the upper hand? Like what what are we actually searching for here? And she, I might make a persuasion check with that one. Go ahead. Um Yep, so I got sixteen. Okay, she can say, Well, uh, you're not searching for anything, I must reiterate. Uh but what you, you make mention of a weapon. I'm certainly not looking to create a weapon. Certain elements might be. If anything, that's what I'm trying to stop. Hmm. Just so it's clear, Jody is just practicing flips on top of the caravan. Yeah, I guess it's moving yeah. this whole time. Yeah, very, very good. Um, so, there you go. You guys can uh, proceed along on this journey for a little while. What's your kind of, what do you think your general day looks like? Uh well, in something like this, um, like, and I mean, like, on the cart. Where are you sitting? Who's sitting where? Well, I think There's the last carts, time right? we figured out that we were in one cart and the three of them were in the other cart. Mm-hmm. So we can um, assume that conversation took place at a rest stop yeah. somewhere along the way. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like the like, I, I guess I'm with Valeria again. Oh wait, no, wait. Who, who who can actually drive? Valeria or not? I can drive. Garrett and Garrett. And Garrett and Garrett can drive. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So Garrett and I are both good at driving. That's okay. why we're in... So do we think that is Garrick with Valeria and the three of us are together, or do we think we're splitting the numbers? I think you're with Valeria and Garrick. Cool. Okay. That's what we did the last time. Cool. I I can, I can like, make the jump between wagons. Two fighters on each wagon. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, you're coming to the second day of your trip where Valeria's been letting you onto a little bit more information that there might be other people looking for this information that she's been searching for, uh, and, uh... 
she just needs to go and discuss with her colleagues the next step that they can make. Uh, and she's told you that she's not trying to make a weapon, that she's trying to prevent others from having that information. Um, when, with your 15 passive perception, Jody, I'm going to say you notice before anyone on the front cart notices that next to an upcoming bend in the road, there's what appears to be a black chariot, which is to say like a small platform that one person's standing on with a horse uh, on the front of it. So it's like a little one-person cart sort of pulled off into the scrub. And uh, what do you say to that? I You're in the back cart, bear yeah. in mind. I run and jump onto the other other cart to like let them know. Okay. And you're not telling anyone on the back cart or what? Oh yeah, I'm, I probably I probably like sort of like like mentioned to Garrick sort of thing like, like look up ahead and then I'm I say like I'll tell the others and I run and jump onto the other. Do you know the secret? Of course. Okay. Do you want to roll for that? <laughs> no, I'm going to say at this point what happens is you nudge Garrick, you point out what's going on. Valeria snaps to attention. You're jumping through the air onto the next card when Valeria just says, "Oh gods, run." And she, like, tells Garrick to put the spurs to the horses, and, uh, basically, you can overhear that and do what you will, but her advice on this situation is to just... Uh, yeah, her, am I flying through the air at this point? <laughs> yes. Okay. Her advice in this situation is to accelerate <laughs> as, as fast as you can. Like, uh, or yeah. away? Well, either, but to get away. So, you've noticed this one chariot, uh, and it's kind of, like, up around the bend, Probably stopping and turning around would take longer than just blazing through. Yeah, I'd land and say blaze, blaze. <laughs> <laughs> so it's safe to say you're all accelerating? Yeah, let's switch. Uh, I thought we all looked towards the rider, <laughs> the driver. Well, but also well, I'm literally driving. Yeah, the wagon. driving the wagon, yeah. Um, so you guys really fucking like put put the spurs to it, and uh, I'm gonna say this road's two carts wide. Do you reckon you're riding in a line or side by side at this point? Um, I, I was kind of picturing in a line mm-hmm. we haven't talked about road width but yeah, I, I think probably a line yeah yeah I mean certainly you were riding in a line but now that this is the situation do you reckon you're going to form up into like I think a line still alright cool so you guys blister around this bend that was coming up and as you do might be uh, worth having you back on their car as you move around this bend and you get a better look at what's going on you can see that there's not just the one chariot that you saw on the left side of the bend there are in fact five chariots and a wagon waiting for pursuit. But seeing as you guys take off so quickly, you kind of get the jump on them. They were expecting you to just be moving along at a regular pace. And so one of the chariots, uh, which was the one that you happened to see, falls away behind the pack. And so coming up behind you in terms of pursuit vehicles, you've got one wagon and four small chariots. Go ahead and everybody roll initiative. Okay, so... First to act are the four pursuit chariots, and they fan out behind this, like... Yeah, let me, let me set the scene for you. So, you've got blazing up on the road behind you a, like, bulky, what appears to be quite well-armoured and uh, all-black wagon. These chariots are also, like, black wood and, like, black detailing. The riders are wearing black chain, and uh, they're pursuing you as fast as they can up the road. And you can see off in the distance this remaining chariot that you kind of got the jump on because they weren't expecting you to blaze right through. Uh, so the first people to act are these chariots who pull up. I'm going to say 
they can only really spend their turn, like, getting up to the back cart in the line. And it takes their entire move to catch up to you. And then uh, that's the end of their turn. So you've got four chariots, kind of like, sort of two at, like, the front of the rear wagon, two at the back of the rear wagon. And you guys are all on the front wagon. Jody's sort of crouched on the roof of the... Because I imagine these wagons are kind of like a sitting section at the front and then a small kind of covered section at the back. Um... That's how I've been picturing them. I imagine Jody's kind of sitting like on the roof section of this front wagon talking to you guys and the back wagon is behind you and the chariots are kind of pulling up alongside. Uh, and the next person to act is Jody. Cool. Uh, so the, the frontmost chariots, mm-hmm. what can I see? Like, are there just people on there sort they're, of thing? So they're like horses and then like in the back of you imagine it's like a sort of wooden like uh, fronting on it that they're kind of standing behind like using the reins over mm-hmm. and you can see that they're people wearing armor carrying weapons. Cool. And, uh, yeah, on this little platform. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, I... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I rush and, uh, like, with, with my quarterstaff sort of thing, I've got 40 feet of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get to the first chariot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Um, so you're only jumping over onto the other card, mm-hmm. which I'm going to say you can just naturally do, because I imagine they're, like, as close as they can be to each cool. other, basically. Um, cool, cool, and then cool. you can, so you're standing on the cart and you can try and like hit the guy riding the first chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Uh, cool. Uh, that'll be, uh, 20 to hit. Oh yeah, that hits. Beautiful. Oh, max damage. So that'll be 11 damage. Nice. Uh, into his head. And then I will, um, attack him again with like an unarmed strike, mm-hmm. which I get to do because I'm a monk. Uh, and that one will not work. Um, <laughs> okay um, i'm gonna say you brain him pretty good and he's not like down for the count but he's like looking pretty woozy and uh the next person to act is dun khan driving this front cart yeah um i'm gonna say that like considering that it's a straight road and the horses are just going at speed like you can like if you want to like turn around and try and like throw something or if someone's right next to you and you want to try and attack them mm-hmm. you can do that or if you've got, like, a ranged weapon other than a hand axe, I'm going to say, like, say you had a bow, you could stand up and, like, fire it backwards and then turn back around to the car. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I would allow that in six seconds. Um, How close to me are they? Because the length of a cart. So probably 15 feet? 15 feet. I'll say 20. So if... 20. Okay. Mm. Um, That's hand axe range, right? Hand axe short range is 20? Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm kind of thinking, I have a pike as well. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say that if you're trying to stab them with a pike, they're too far. Yeah, um, oh, they, they are too far for a pike. For, to be stabbed with a pike, yes. But I'm also driving this wagon and I could slow down. You could slow down, but then you'd, the other wagon would run into the front of you. Um, unless you could communicate. Okay, so what I'm going to say is for this turn, I'm going to tell Garrick to go up past me on the left. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Can I, like, pull to the right and do a hand axe? Or do you reckon... Not both those things. So if you pull to the right, you're going to have behind you on your left, Garrick's wagon and, like, the four chariots, kind of. Is that what you want? The idea, basically, would be to pull right so that Garrick can go past me on the left mm-hmm. to put us between the people we're paid to look after and the bad guys. And so... I mean, would that put you... Not 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 in one step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I move right, they can then get past me on I'm the I'm going to say you can move right, and then on Garrick's initiative count, he can drive his wagon forward. This guy's, you know, 15, 20 feet behind you. You pull over this way, you've now got to, like, get across the wagon. He's probably further from you. Yeah. So I'm going to say your hand axe is going to be a disadvantage if you're going to try and throw it. Um, what if I do the hand axe first? Yep, you can do that. Cool. Cool. Okay. So this is the, what, which one? The guy that uh, Jack the guy has hit? He okay, hit, yeah. cool. Come on. That is going to be a 19 to hit. Yep. And it's going to deal... That is 
for seven damage. Yep, cool. He's dead. So that uh, axe sort of thwacks and like rips through the chain shirt on the front, and the guy kind of like falls backwards off his chariot, and the horse just like runs free off into the scrub uh, and kind of stops once it realizes it can't get the chariot through the trees. Uh, and you got three chariots behind. Next to act is Drasilia. Alright, how do you feel in terms of like taking out the wheels of the chariots? What are you trying to do? If I were to like magic missile. There are rules for how much health these things have. So yeah, you can you don't need to worry about hitting its AC because you'll you'll hit it. I've decided how much health it has. You can certainly try. Uh, Alright, I'll just zone in on one of them then. Mm-hmm. I'll try and take out the wheels. One wheel? Okay, go for it. So you don't need to roll a d20 because you hit it. So you need yeah, to roll so 3d4. Yep. Each one plus one. Right. 10 damage. Was that with all the plus ones? No. Each one is plus one. Oh, so 13, 13, damage. 13 damage. Whoa. Okay. I'm going to rule that this wheel, like, like, <laughs> fuck. Uh, okay. You know what I'm going to do? Yes. The wheel is broken. The guy riding it fucking jumps onto the side of the cart as the chariot, like, careens off into the, huh? like, scrub huh? on the other side. <laughs> so I'm going to say that seeing as you were off on the right, this is probably the lead chariot on the right. Um, so that, that, that chariot's now gone, but the guy's still there, hanging off the right side of the rear cart. And was it like the lead chariot on the left that, that he we, took out? Yeah, we, uh, you guys took out combined. Yes, correct. So, the next thing that happens is, on the pursuit wagon, uh, two people with longbows pop out of, like, a hole in the roof and fire. And I'm going to say probably the only people they can see are, like, Jody, who's standing up, and I imagine, like, Drazilia, who's just, like, hung around the side of the cart to fire these, uh, magic missiles. So, uh, Jody, against your AC, my dude, that is going to be an 18. Yeah, that'll hit. And a 10 against Drazilia. Oh, dang. Okay, so uh, these people also get multi-attack, so they're going to attack again, and that's a 10 and an 8, which I imagine neither hit either of you. No. So one longbow bolt thwacks into Jody Mastana for a whopping 6 piercing damage. Munchy, munchy. Yeah. And that's their turn. Uh, it's now Garrick's turn. So he takes your advice and uh, mm-hmm. pulls his cart up like alongside yours and ahead of it a little bit. Um, so he's now probably like one cart length in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to say all he can really do is uh, sort of stand up and like turn. Oh, he's got a guy hanging off his cart, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he just tries and like like to brain him with his short sword that he pulls out of his scabbard and tries to sort of swing off to the side. So Garrick is, whilst driving a cart, like accelerating like one-handed, trying to like get this guy off the side of his cart. That's pretty good. And he misses him, unsurprisingly, <laughs> given the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't, text and, idiot. don't text and drive, kiddos. <laughs> so uh, the next thing that happens is the guy who's there next to Garrick takes a swing at him. Uh, with his short sword. I'm going to say he climbs onto the cart first, and then he attacks Garrick, and uh, he connects, and uh, he deals. Yeah. If they knock him out, you're going to have to drive the cart. Uh, <laughs> I, only got, I only got water efficiency. Yeah. yeah, it's not a water vehicle. You're going to have to talk him down. Like, uh, okay, so this guy uh, hits him for an amount of damage that you can't see. But you're on our cart, aren't you, Jody? No, no I'm Jody's on, on that cart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he moved back over. 
Alright, so... Uh, Wait, how close do you reckon he was? At was, was any point, was that dude within, uh, like, an attack range of me, though? Like, he moving past? He didn't move out of it. Because you, okay. you're on the other, like, front left guy. Yeah. Scrab's on the right. Right. So he'll okay, be cool. next to you now, yeah. but he didn't ever move out of a square you were threatening. Cool. So no attack of opportunity. But you can hit him. Um, and the next thing that happens is the second uh, of those guys... Uh, the, the rear left cart like pulls up to the front of the thing and he tries to jab at you with a spear, <laughs> Jody, and does... 22 hits your AC. Sure does. I bet it does. Jesus. Jody takes another three piercing damage as this spear yeah. sort of like gets him in the side. How are you doing for hit points? Not great. Yeah. But... <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Um, cool. The next thing that occurs is the last guy uh, breaks off and accelerates over to the cart on the right with you two guys on it, mm-hmm. uh, the cart on, onto the right, and I'm going to say he can get there and try and climb on, but that's now his turn, so we'll see if he can get up. Yeah, he gets up with that athletic score. So he's now standing on the cart, and that's his turn over. Um, cool, so next in the order is Jody. you got this boy in front of you. Yeah, I want to run full speed and double foot kick him off the off the um, card. Sick. Yeah. Uh, cool. What do you want to make a melee attack? I guess I mean, it's unarmed, so you're proficient. Yeah. Uh, cool. That'd be seventeen. Yep, that hits him. Does he get like a a, a save to try? And, yeah, like... I'm gonna say he gets a save. So you hit his AC, and then I guess the mechanic here is probably something like, go ahead and make like an up and down strength check for me. With advantage, because you're like Strength running. Strength or dexterity. <laughs> uh, Keeping in mind, martial arts, you use your opponent's uh, strength and weight against them. I'll allow it, so Make a dex roll <laughs> with advantage based on the fact that you did like a running sick two foot kick. Okay, so that one. Um, 21. Yep, he goes flying off the cart and he fails his check to grab onto it. So, like, you fully, like, fucking do a sweet martial arts kick and this guy just goes flying, like, tumbling off into cool, the scrub cool. on the side. And then you see, like, A-team style, like, he, like, you know, shakes his fist at you, <laughs> like, lying strap. He's not dead. So, next is Duncan. You've got a guy who's clambered up onto your cart. He's standing mm-hmm. next to you and Drazilia. And you can see there's another guy sort of in this chariot who's just, like, sort of, like, reaching into their cart and, like, poking at uh, these guys with a spear. And you've got this pursuit wagon behind you down the road a ways yeah. that has two guys with uh, or yeah, two people with longbows like poking out the top and firing arrows can I greatsword the dude on mine or would I have to like use a hand axe um, so the greatsword require two hands it does yeah if you want to let go of the reins I'm going to say you lose some speed and drop behind Garrick's car which is now in front of you um, but you can do it you'll have to let go of the reins though yeah yeah okay cool and I'll say make an animal handling check for me um, uh, seeing as you're letting go of these horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, an animal handle check or like a like a vehicle check? Because um, I, I would get my proficiency bonus for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Driving a that's fair. Vehicle. Go ahead, use your proficiency bonus. Um, so I uh, I'll make that. Do you want the attack first or the check first? Let's make the vehicle check to see what happens to the vehicle. You're gonna make the attack anyway. Um, so that is 15 plus my proficiency, which 17. is 17. Yeah, okay. So we'll say with that, the cart stays on course, but mm-hmm. it does slow down a little bit. So yep. I'm going to say that there's now, like, a good, like, 20, 30 feet between you and the other cart that's yep. uh, ahead of you mm-hmm. um, as Garrett continues to accelerate. Uh, but, yeah, you can make a great sword attack. Cool. Um, so I make a swing at this dude, and that is going to be a 14 to hit. That's not going to do it, I'm afraid. Ah, well. He sort of deflects you with his shield 
Uh, and the next thing that happens is Drazilia does whatever she wants. Alright, I'd like to poison spray the dude on my card. Oh, sick, the guy that Tom just tried to hit? Yeah. Yeah, cool, do it. How does that work out? Um, I'm pretty sure you just have to make a... Con save? Yeah. Yep. Uh, does 12 feature save DC? It should be 8 plus proficiency plus charisma, so no, it won't. Cool, so he's poison sprayed. What, what happens now? Uh, yeah, 1d12 damage. Do I roll that or do you roll that? You roll. You. Oh, damn. Two, is there a modifier? No, no. it's not. Two poison damage. <laughs> Delicious. Um, Alright, cool. The next thing that happens is the Longbow guys stand up onto their cart, and uh, the cart can only really see the guys on your cart now. So it's going to shoot at your driver, you. It's going to pull off onto the left side of the road to get a nice little line on you. And uh, also at you, the only people it can see. Um... Does 18 hit your AC, Grace? And does 23 hit your AC, Tom? Yes. Okay, so, Grace, you take uh, 5 piercing damage. And, Tom, you take 6 piercing damage. Okay, then. Second attacks. Uh, the guy that shot at you, Grace, missed. And the guy that shot you, Tom, does 22 hit you? Yep. Another 6 piercing damage. Okay. How are you doing? I've got 10 hit points left. Oh, that's not so bad. And you've got that yeah, second another round trait. of that, I'll be dead. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, you've got that second win trait. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Cool. So, next thing that happens is Garrick acts, and he kind of, uh, he only needs one hand to sort of lean over and swing at this guy on the chariot with his short sword, and he hits him. Uh, Garrick, you beautiful for boy. a beautiful amount of damage, that boy does. Uh, cool. So, <clears throat> next to act is the guy who just got stabbed, who now uh, tries to stab at this sort of... Uh, marauding uh, fighter who's just attacked him with his uh, spear up onto the cart and he misses Garrick. The guy that's on your cart tries to attack you, Duncan. Oh, and I'm assuming that Seven does not hit your AC. It does not. So he misses you as well and Jody, it's your turn. Cool. Yeah, I like just grab my quarterstaff and like just try and brain this dude that's on the cart with Garrick. Go for it. Uh, 20 to hit. That hits him. Uh, 9 damage. Mm-hmm. And then no, I... He's, he's dead. Oh. You beamed him real good. Cool. Combined with the slash from Garrick's thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's not quite on the car, by the way. He's, like, hanging kind of on the side cool, and still right. in his chariot and, like, stabbing people with his spear, mm-hmm. like, up onto the cart. And, uh, yeah, so he now, like, slumps against the side of his chariot mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of slows down as the horse is no longer being spurred forwards. And uh, he's dead. Cool. So, I feel like at this point I should... Mention what Valeria's been doing this entire time that none of you have asked. Which is, if you look back, I suppose anyone, so you and Garrick can see, but you guys can't necessarily see, uh, sitting on the front cart, sort of like in the covered section towards the back, she's holding her brown notebook and she's just like, her eyes are like wide open and she's like flipping through pages and she's reading like and, and like muttering shit like... To herself, under her breath. As Damn it, Valeria, can you just, like, whip an axe or something? Um, <laughs> do I have any more movement in my turn now that I've, like, brained that dude, or... Yeah. Can I try and get across to the other... You're gonna have to jump 30 feet. <laughs> hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, cool, I'll save, I'll save that card. Like a net 20? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you fail, you fall into the right. How, how, many, how many feet can you jump without a check? Your, Your strength, strength score. score. So, like, 10? Yeah. It'd be mine. And then if I use key, I can get to 20 without a check. And then how... It would be, what? Whoa. What yeah. is that feature? It's just... It's basically like kind of like a rogue's um, like disengage sort of thing. But during that time, you, you get double jumping. Whoa. Yeah. That's sick. So I can jump 20 feet easy. 30 might be a stretch, though. 
how much of a DC would it be to like clear that extra ten feet? Or would it be strength, I guess, or I'll allow acrobatics, but like I'm not gonna tell you the DC. Yeah, 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 no, I, yeah. <laughs> um, He's trying to jump thirty feet, ten yeah. meters, world record long jump. Yeah. Right? Like monk powers. I'll consider the yes. fact that he's using his key to do so. So you can go ahead and make this check. I'm going to say it's not outside the realm of possibility. Like, yeah. you're going to fall into the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do it. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I see him getting ready and before... 19. Uh, na- that's a natural jump. 19. Oh, oh shit. Um, Plus what? Um, I mean, uh, what, is it acrobatics or is it strength or... Uh- I'm gonna say or athletics. athletics or athletics will do 21 21 yeah alright fuck it with that and your key ability so I imagine you have to burn some key points to yeah. do that yeah one of them you <laughs> fucking like clamber up onto the back of the cart and take this like huge striding leap like... I guess the the additional help here is that we're moving this way and he's going against yeah but True. he's also moving that way at 30 like the same speed right yeah, but he's already counted that momentum by moving backwards maybe no um, he makes it. He lands the jump. Uh, he, like, thuds down, like, hell cool, like, onto the deck. Like, nails the landing. I did. just like... <laughs> I finally stand. did one. <laughs> <laughs> Says Jody. You did a cool stunt. Yeah. Does he say, I finally did one? Yeah. As he does yeah. it? Yeah. I feel like you're going to retire, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're done. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Whose turn is it? If that was Jody's turn, it's now Duncan's turn. You got one guy left on your card here. I might say, uh, how sturdy does this wagon chasing us look? You said it looked very, very, yeah, okay. How far behind us is it currently? Uh, I'm gonna say it's been it's been slowly gaining on you. Um, it's probably a similar distance, something 20, 30 feet behind you now. Okay, I might do the same thing as last turn. See if I can get this guy with my greatsword. Yeah. Um, get him out of the way. Yep, you can make another vehicle um, driving check, which means I assume we will fall back closer to the other one. You will. Yeah, but uh, make a vehicle driving check to see what yeah. happens to your car. Uh, I guess, and I'll also say, "Hey, Jody, get ready to board." <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a um, sixteen with my proficiency, mm-hmm. and then I'll make a swing at this dude, and that's going to be eighteen to hit. Yep, and that's going to be uh, twelve damage. Okay, cool. He's looking pretty, pretty woundy. Yeah. Uh, but he's still standing on there. Okay, so, uh, it's Drazilia's turn. How, um, so how close would we be now to the other wagon? Because we will... Uh, I'm going to say you're like 15. Yeah. Yeah, in front of it. So, if there's the guy still on ours, and he's looking yeah, pretty peaky. Yeah, he's very nearly, yeah, on his way out. He just got like a nice good uh, slash like across his arm from that great sword, and so he's kind of like stumbling a little bit. Surely I could just push him off, right? You could try. I mean, that would be <laughs> like a strength check. Like there are rules for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could enter a strength contest with this man. Yeah, right, my strength isn't great, so <laughs> I'll just um, I'm just gonna wang a dagger into his face. Oh man, you're just gonna try and like stab him yeah. in the face with a dagger? Yeah. Okay. Christ! You can throw daggers, right? Yeah. What's better, your strength or your dex? I'm gonna... Go ahead, dude. Oh, no. (laughs) I miss his face. Okay, so (laughs) what did you roll? Six. Cool. So rather than use some magic (laughs) that Cecilia has, she decided to fucking cut you and just pull the dagger out and try and... You threw it at him, didn't you? Or did you... Yeah, no, I threw it at him. Oh, okay. I really Because I I was interpreting interpreting (laughs) Wang as throwing it. All right, the dagger was like sailing off the cart. 
So, the next thing that happens is instead of the longbow boys firing their longbows at you, this cart accelerates off to the left and pulls up essentially alongside you guys. And instead of firing arrows at you, a large harpoon fires out of the front of the wagon and snags the rear axle of the cart containing Valeria and Garrick and yanks it back to them. (laughs) Fuck. At that point, things begin to happen very quickly. You see this hulking, imposing wagon with black metal plates covering most surfaces and black armoured horses frothing at the mouth, straining in pursuit of the smaller wagon on the end of the harpoon. You see the front section containing the drivers of the black wagon. It's barred and fully enclosed. You see a driver, focused intently on the horses, and you see a black, robed figure standing in the driver's section, observing everything and saying nothing. You watch as Valeria and Garrick's wagon is drawn closer, and Jody. You dodge a swipe from the wounded soldier still on your own wagon. Can I hit him back? Yeah, take a swing. 17? Yep, that'll hit him, and uh, your minimum damage should be enough to finish him off. As that's happening, you don't see Valeria stop muttering to herself and snap her head up from the book she's been feverishly leafing through. She turns to Garrick and says, We aren't going to get away, Garrick, so I need you to do something for me. As you finish dispatching of the soldier on your wagon, the rear of Garrick and Valeria's is drawing near the front of yours. You see Garrick clambering up to the roof with his sword sheathed and something clutched tightly in his left hand. He makes a jump for it and... lands safely on your wagon, turning back to look at Valeria's immediately. As Garrick makes the jump, the black hooded figure in the other wagon looks surprised, but not yet alarmed. Finally, you see Valeria. She's climbing onto the roof of her wagon. She looks different now to when you saw her last. She seems larger, or taller, but you know she's not. She glances over at you all, and then reaches down to her neck and grabs something. It's a small pendant that you recognize as one she's been wearing since you met her. She holds it up, and you see her mouth begin to move, and the pendant begins to glow. A bright white light spreads out slowly from the pendant and down her arm, over her torso, and then her entire body. And then, it begins to slowly envelop the wagon she's standing on. Once it's covered her wagon, it creeps slowly onto the harpoon, and slowly, along the chain tethering it to the black wagon. You see the black hooded figure start with shock, and it isn't long before his entire wagon is glowing as well. The light starts to get brighter, glowing in intensity until the four of you can't bear to look at it any longer. You shield your eyes until you see it start to dim. You lower your hands and turn back to the source of the brightness to see it fading away. You can't quite put your finger on it, but it seems like it's fading from the inside out. Eventually, the light fades away entirely, and with it, both wagons and the scholar Valeria. Alone now, and safe for the moment, you bring the wagon to a stop on the side of the road. Garrick turns to you, Drasilia, and reaches out, brandishing the object he was clutching when he made the jump. You recognize it immediately. It's Valeria's leather-bound notebook. You look to his face and see Garrick bleary-eyed, choking back tears. His mouth opens and he mumbles, She told me to give this to you directly. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. 
Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. The feedback to all three podcasts has blown us away, so from all of us, thank you. We'd love to hear from you if you've got some thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter at Curio Network or at HGWLade on Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It is actually really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks.